Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Radio Rumi, program 57. I'm your host, Fatima Keshavarz, here at Roshan Institute for Persian Studies, located in the University of Maryland at College Park. And of course, as always, with my team, our tech master, Janelle Brannan, another tech specialist and operator who sends these programs to you all, John Mullen, our watercolor artist, Parisa Ziai Dionati, and our producer, Sogand Serafi. Many people in the world, particularly those of us who have family connections to Iran, continue to be heartbroken. For the ordinary people of Iran who go out to protest every day, they don't want to do anything destructive. All they want is an ordinary life in which they can decide about what to do, where to go, what to wear, what to speak, and so on. They may come home exhausted and injured, or sometimes not come back at all. Unfortunately, children are also among the injured and the dead. Although it's really hard to give an accurate number because there are not many journalists on the ground watching the situation, but the death of children is quite alarming. Their number is anywhere between 65 to 40 based on different sources. When children begin to be hurt, the world should be alarmed. The world should keep an eye on Iran. Let us keep an eye on Iran and be their voices. Let us celebrate the brave women, men, and young people and children. And let me use this opportunity to connect this to the writing and thinking of Rumi. Rumi has a great deal of love for children. For him, they are symbols of new life, of new energy, of the ability to grow, to change. In some ways, the message that he gives us is something like, let's hope a part of you at least remains a child. And I find that extremely inspiring. Unfortunately, many of us in the process of life and all the serious things that we need to deal with forget the child within. Now, in the previous program, we spoke about the self, the process of becoming a person. We particularly emphasize the fact that from the perspective of Rumi, a person is a process, is a constant change. It is a constant state of change, or rather a set of changing states. And of course, Rumi is not the only one who talks about this very important quality in human beings. Others talk about that too. So this constantly changing self goes 
in the direction of becoming a lover. So this Chod is to become an Asheq, a lover. And again, for Rumi, the version of love that is meaningful is active love, an evolving one. Again, others have talked about this. It's not totally new. The 20th century philosopher Alfred North Whitehead spoke about a stagnant harmony and creative harmony. He compared being a piece of stone that is sitting beautifully in the nature, a kind of harmony, but a stagnant harmony, because this piece of stone never had a chance of turning into something else. Unless, of course, we think in terms of millions of years where everything changes. But in our lifetime, stones represent unchanging things. And so even if they are in harmony with the environment around them, this is a stagnant harmony. In comparison to that, Whitehead spoke of creative harmony. Now, creative harmony is a lively, growing harmony with the environment around you. You don't necessarily go against the beauty of that environment, but you are ready to change things. Imagine a tree. It grows. It will have blossoms or flowers. It would give fruit. And in all of these stages, it will be in harmony with its environment, the environment that it is capable of changing. Now, of course, there are much more powerful changes that other aspects of nature could demonstrate to us. But I think the example of the tree and the stone speaks to what Whitehead wanted us to consider a harmony, which is a process. Again, very similar to Rumi's perception of love. Now, what does this lover who is alive and in tune with the environment and in creative harmony with it, what does this lover look like? Why is this lover considered to be the peak, the height of achieving selfhood? Because like children, it is true to its feelings. It doesn't have many ruses and plans to manipulate. It doesn't care about its reputation, its appearances match. And even if it's after power, it is in a kind of unplanned and very honest and open version of it. So in some ways, love, the emergent, evolving love, is about selflessness or freedom from the self. It is about coming out of oneself and rising to break out of this mold, whatever it is that, that is holding one captive. And it is about irrevocable joy. Now you might say these are not easy things, breaking out of oneself, looking for the true self, the true evolving self. So why and how can it bring irrevocable joy? Because it has managed 
to get rid of things like jealousy and anger and greed and deceit and things that weigh on you, almost like hanging heavy weights on oneself. It is hard to carry them around with you, but it is also hard to get rid of them because after all, we are people. We are ordinary human beings. But that explains the story of the joy that Rumi talks about. Because the ultimate goal is to deconstruct the conventions around you. The conventions that could become a prison for you. In some ways, that is what the people of Iran right now are doing. Trying to break out of this mold that has been built for them and explore and discover and adapt the self that they find or construct. And certainly this self, from Rumi's perspective, has to have the courage to make room for love because that is the tool for change, as we have talked about before. So let us turn to Rumi now without further ado. Let us turn to him and see how he puts the presence of children who evoke love, evoke freshness, growth, curiosity, energy, this presence into its poetic context. Dushman peyram kardam suyeto estavrera. Goftamash khedmatresan azman toan mahpavrera. Yesterday, I sent the stars to you and said, Give her my greetings. Sajde kardam, guftam in sajde bedan khorshi bar kubetabesh zar konad marsang haye khawrera. I prostrated myself. And then I gave the star the prostration. I said, Please carry this to that sun that can turn the stones into gold. And here comes the metaphor he finds to show the restlessness of the search inside him and how all he did was to calm down the baby of his heart. Subasu geshtam getal tifle delam khamush shavad tifle khusbat chun bejumbaunad kasi gahvarerah. I walked around in the hope that I could calm my heart down like babies lying in their cradle and getting calmness and sleep because of the movement. And then he turns to the divine and says, Tefle del rashirde, maraze gardesh warahan, ey to chaure kardehardam, satchoman bichaurera. As usual, at the end of the road, he always turns to the divine, feed the baby of my heart. So now it's God turning into mother. Feed the baby of my heart. Allow me to stop. Free me of this continuous searching. Oh, you who know how to cure all ailments. But it is not just his love for children. Even solely the symbolic value that he sees in their birth and in their growing. It is that the act of giving birth, as we have seen time and again, is at the heart of his poetry. 
If you remember, we once talked about how he said, we are each a Mary and we have a Jesus. If we could feel the birth-giving pangs, we can give birth to this Jesus, the inner truth of our souls. So here he talks again about that pain and about what comes after it. How pregnancy with the truth, which is a feature of our existence if we pay attention to it. Give us access to the truth which is nowhere bad and within us. بوی آن خوب خوتن می آویدم بوی یار سیمتن می آویدم Catching the scent of that beauty from the land of خوتن in China. Chinese beauties had a lot of reputation in Persian literature. So Rumi says, I'm sensing the scent of that beauty of the land of خوتن. I am sensing the presence of the beautiful beloved. میرسد در گوش بانگ بلبلان بوی باغ و یاسمن میآیدم. So allow me to get your attention again to the fact that we are connected. We are connected from his perspective to the environment around us, to this garden of existence, to the scent of the flowers, to the birds, and what that means is that we don't have to become stagnant. We don't have to sit in a corner and forget about the rest of the garden. Mirasat dar gush bange bolbolan buye baag oyal saman mi aoyadam. I'm hearing the song of the nightingales, that air of the garden and the jasmines come to me. And then he compares that to pregnancy that leads to the birth of the inner soul. Dart chon au bestanon migi radam tifle jon and dar chaman mi au yadam. I feel the pains, the pains of giving birth, and then the baby of my soul is coming to this world right in the middle of the meadows in the garden. بوی زلف مشک بار روح قدس همچو جان اندر بدن می آویدم. And then he compares those birth-giving pangs to sensing the scent of pure souls. And روح قدس is usually a reference to Gabriel, the archangel that brought the message to Prophet Muhammad. بوی زلف مشک بار روح قدس همچو جان اندر بدن می آویدم. Now you might say, this doesn't seem to be something that you can teach anyone. This love, this discovering the pangs of yearning and pain for giving birth, it doesn't seem to be something that you could teach in classroom. Write books about give a direction as to where you could find it. Again, he surprises us by making this tremendously difficult experience. Simple, elegant, beautiful, and at the same time, difficult. So in a way, the difficulty and the ease seem to be 
the two sides of the same coin. Okay, let me give you his words. He's addressing the lovers or lovers-to-be or even the lovers who are already lovers because we should remember they are in the process of becoming all the time, even after they are lovers. There is no end to this journey. So he's telling us the first step is not to memorize something, is not to decide to act in a certain way, but to give up attempts to somehow fool love and capture it. That doesn't work from his perspective. In fact, you have to do the opposite. Give up all the tricks, all the ideas, all the plans that you have stored over time to the point of becoming a mad person. And then he gives us an example of the moth and the candlelight. Just flow to the heart of the candle flame, of the fire that is calling you, of its glow and warmth, become a moth. Candle and moth are a pair of lovers that have been talked about for centuries in Persian and in other traditions. But then Rumi takes it a step further. Remember the deconstructing of the constructions that could imprison us, like who is Khish and who is Bigane, who is a trustworthy person who belongs to my kind of family and clan or city or ideology or whatever it is that you feel you're living in. Make that person a stranger. Instead of holding on to that one quote-unquote trusted person, just let go of it. Let go of the house you live in, the construction that gives you safety. And then find a group of lovers, come and cohabit with them. Because as we know, Rumi is always talking about how the groups of lovers, the co-travelers, the people who can walk with you, can give you strength. But then there is another obstacle, you may say, that you have to overcome. And that's anger and animosity. Go Wash your heart, your breast. But in this case, it is referring to your heart. Go wash your heart with seven waters or seven times until all kine, animosity, and anger against anyone is gone. And then come to be a glass worthy of the wine of love. And it's actually a very precise metaphor 
Because if you think that the animosities, the anger, what you have stored in there, that that is keeping you imprisoned in your anger, if that is like a stain on your heart, and you wash it, it becomes glowing and clean and transparent, and it becomes the right place for the wine of love. باید که جمله جان شوی تا لایق جانان شوی گر سوی مستان می روی Then he explains it again in very simple language. You have to be all soul, all lightness, all love so that you could be suitable for companionship with the beloved. And it's very interesting that the, the word John is the soul and Jonan is the beloved. So in a way, John is a part of Jonan, but you have to find it and free it up from the construction of anger and animosity and all the other things we talked about. Why? Because Gersuya Maston Miravi Mastal Nisho Mastal Nisho. Because if you want to go join a crowd of wine drinkers? Walk like one of them. Drink like one of them. Or you would never belong. And then he gives a very simple and beautiful metaphor. Just do everything with all of your being to become suitable for this. If the beloved shows his or her face, become like a mirror, a clean mirror. And if the beloved opens her hair and lets it all loose, become a comb. So you can flow through the curls of the beloved so that you belong there. Now, he isn't telling us that love is that easy. Indeed, some of the easiest things to be said are really hard to be done. But if you get there, he gives you examples, ways to imagine it, ways to imagine what is there if you become a true lover, because that's the most powerful incentive. It's something that could pull you in that direction. If the soul of a lover speaks for one instant, it sets fire into the entire world. The world we have imagined, the world we have built for ourselves. This is not about actually burning anything, rather than what we have conceived to be reality. In So if the soul of the lover speaks for one instant, it sets fire to all these imaginary created worlds that imprison us and spreads them and sends them into the wind 
like little particles of dust. دودی براید از فلک نمولک ماند نیملک زان دود ناگه آتشی در گنبد اعظم زند. Your conception of the world around you here, but everything about the heavens, about angels, about God, all of that will burn in the fire of love that has created this dynamic existence and re-existence in the lover, so much so that the smoke gets all the way to the high heavens. And what's the result? Bishkau fadondam osman ne kon maunat ne makan Shuri daroftat dar jahan bin sur bar mautam sanat All of this is to get back to the happiness and the dance of the universe, which is all caused by the force of love. So at that moment that the soul of the lover has spoken, the whole sky tears open, being in existence loses its meaning. There is a sure, a joy, a sense of wanting to run, to dance, شوری در افتد در جهان وین سور بر ما تم زند. And from this joy, the sense of celebration, it hits. It destroys all sadness, all the smallness that makes us unhappy, that tells us this is not right and that is not right and we need X and we need Y. It says, this joy will take you will get you free from the sense of martam or sadness. Bishkau fadandam osman ne kon maunat ne makan shuri daroftat dar jahan vinsu bar maunatam zanat. So, as you imagine, all these dancing particles, all the joy, all the dynamic celebration of existence, again, Remember children, children whose natural state of being is to run around, to dance, to sing, to play, to make, and to grow. In fact, our watercolor artist Parisa Ziai Dianati has given us these beautiful children. Perhaps in this case, the children in Iran, but they represent all of the children of the world who want freedom and comfort, and the ability and the space to play in. And when that happens, Rumi says that even the sun will not be able to compete with the glow that comes from the inner human soul. Even the sun falls short in terms of its glow, its brightness, as compared to the glow of the human soul. And when a companion like the sun, a life-giving force like the sun, comes short compared to human beings, do not even ask about others. They don't come anywhere near it. In fact, let me finish with 
another poem which could be the topic of one whole conversation, maybe a long conversation, but let me just touch on it. Because in this poem, Rumi says what kind of a lover is his favorite lover. And here it gives almost magical source of courage and action which is unprecedented. مرا عاشق چنان باید که هر باری که برخیزد قیامت های پر آوتش زهر سوی برنگیزد. A kind of lover is the lover who rises and fires rise everywhere in his wake or in her wake. دلی خواهیم چون دوزخ که دوزخ را فرو سوزد دلی خواهیم چون دوزخ که دوزخ را فرو سوزد دوصد دریا بشوراند ز موج بحر نگریزد I want a heart so hot and burning that it can burn the hell into pieces In other words a hell doesn't mean anything to a lover compared to what love gives as a gift And so this person does not do anything good for the hope of paradise or fear of hell because being a true lover has its world-changing, world-building joys. Falakhara chum mandili be dast khish dar pichad chirag layazali ra chum qandili dar avizad. It rolls the heavens around his hands and he or she hangs the everlasting lamp of the heaven. چو هفصد پرده دل را به نور خود بدراند سه عرشش این ندا آید به نامیزد به نامیزد When this lover tears all the veils of darkness from around his or her own heart From the heavens high above comes the sound, well done, well done. Let me leave you with this amazing lover, glowing like the sun, bringing joy, changing the world, being admired by no being other than God, the divine itself. چو هفصد پرده دل را به نور خود بده راند ز عرشش این ندا آید به نامی زد به نامی زد Let me leave you with this beautiful verse about this all-growing, all-becoming lover and look forward to speaking with you very soon again. Goodbye.